You're listening to the High Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Meredith Wadsworth. From understanding your lifestyle choices to your limiting beliefs, living your best life starts with honoring yourself every day. It is my hope to fill each episode with information and inspiration to guide you towards living your own intuitive, intentional, and fulfilling high life. Welcome back to another episode of the High Life Podcast. Today, I am sitting down with my friend, Ali Labazo, who is a personal trainer, and I met her through a Facebook group that we're both a part of um, that is called Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Support, um, following No Period, Now What?, which is a book written by Dr. Nicola Rinaldi, all about how to recover from HA. And if you have no idea what HA is, essentially it's the condition of not having your periods for longer than three months. Um, that's not due to pregnancy or um, to other uh, systemic um, issues uh, fundamentally within your body. Um, and it's not due to birth control. It's just, you know, you're not getting your periods, typically due to um, overexercising, underfueling and uh, being in a prolonged state of stress. And we talk all about that kind of stuff in this conversation. Um, but I first talked about HA and my struggles with it about a year ago when I put out episode 16. So definitely check that episode out. And I talk about all my backstory and how um, how I came to have HA, as far as I know. And, um, and it's been hell of a journey since then. It's been over a year now um, since I first really figured out what you know, I thought was going on. And, uh, you know, I think I was still a little bit naive, even when I was recording that last episode, um, thinking that it would come back a lot faster than it has. And this whole process has been so eye opening for me on so many levels, just, you know, it's made me really look at, um, at health differently, um, at health coaching differently, and just this idea of, of what is healthy and health looking different at different stages of health. And um, it's really opened up the conversation for me around um, nutrition and what is good for our bodies and what long-term health looks like and um, all the emotional components that go along with health and well-being as well. So um, I think it's an important conversation um, for anyone to listen to, even if you don't have HA, even if you're not struggling with your periods, because it really takes a, a look at the things that we're told um, through diet culture and wellness culture, which is very easy to get caught up in, especially if you are a health coach yourself or if you've been following a lot of health coaches or trainers or just anyone who's kind of in the Fitzbo realm. Um, and so I think that it's, it's an important topic to, to look at and to understand and to take a step back from some of the things that were, um, sort of been told are healthy for us that may in fact be detrimental depending on the state of health that your body's currently in. You know, I, for the longest time thought that I was completely healthy and that I was totally thriving and had all this natural energy. And really my body was in a a state of stress where I was, being way too active and I wasn't eating enough for that level of activity. Unknowingly, I didn't know that I was underfueling, but I was. Um, and how a lot of that too, you know, still stemmed from beliefs that I held around the importance of being fit and looking a certain way. And, um, that sometimes, you know, the, the healthy habits that I thought that I was doing, um, were actually not that healthy based on what my body needed. My body really needed rest and I wasn't giving it that. And, um, 
so this is a, a bigger topic that I definitely plan to explain more about, you know, my personal journey and, and subsequent podcast episodes. But I wanted to share this conversation that I had with Allie that we recorded back in January. Allie had just gotten her period back and I was super happy for her and wanted to hear from her point of view what her journey was like um, and see if and how it related at all to mine and could potentially connect with anyone else who's experiencing HA or any sort of hormonal imbalance as well. Um, Super happy to say that I have gotten my period back since then and that's a whole other episode worth talking about my experience but for the purposes of today's episode, we really just wanted to touch on what the recovery process is kind of like for anyone who has no idea where even to get started and to show that there is hope that, you know, this is something that you will recover from. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel and that it's also so much more than just getting your period back. It is about changing an outlook and perspective that you have on health and what it means and, and fitness and just the diet culture that we're so surrounded by. Um, and it, it can be, it can be very, uh, overwhelming sometimes, but at the end of the day, like it's so worth it. It's absolutely hard. And sometimes it's hard as hell. And I feel like it's sometimes the hardest thing that I've had to, to do in my life, honestly, so far, um, and sometimes I feel dramatic for saying that, but when I really think about it, it's involved a lot of um, identity shifting and breaking up with a lot of beliefs that I used to have that really framed my world. So in a way, it's been almost like a rebirth, which even Allie says in this episode, and it's a little bit ironic, but um, it's true. It's so true. And so I, without further ado, we'll just get into the conversation and you'll see for her, yourself. Um, I think it's really empowering and powerful and much more to come on this topic. So enjoy. And I'll talk to you guys on the other side. And yeah, I just really, I wanted to get to know you and your story and, um, from, following you a little bit and seeing you mm. posting in the no period, now what group. Um, I just think mm. that what you've experienced could resonate, um, not only with me, but with others who also have been following, following along, um, a little bit with my own journey as someone mm. else who is in, you know, the fitness and health kind of industry, but also going through this struggle, which sometimes makes you question a lot of those things. And it can be a really hard place to maneuver both emotionally, physically, and all of that. So, um, yes. I, I first want to congratulate you on getting your cycle back. I think that's such an incredible mile marker. Um, I, I would burst into tears Thank like you. the day it happens. So <laughs> I, I don't know what your reaction was, but, um, oh, it was tears. <laughs> yeah. So, so awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it, it was definitely tears. It, it's, uh, I can't even explain. I'm honestly still so happy, you know? Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I just want to share about the journey because I feel like some people are so afraid to like take the first step to even get there. But man, it's so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, so can you kind of start from the beginning and like, what, what was your whole story getting, you know, what, what caused you to miss your period in the first place and, and how did you plan about getting it back? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been in the like fitness health world for, you know, over 10 years and, um, 
So I was like very familiar with working out consistently and eating well. And uh, it was in 2015 that I decided to compete in a bodybuilding bikini show. And um, the only thing I really changed at that point was just eating less, right? Um, I was always eating very well, but then, you know, you had to be very structured with how much you were eating. And I did one show and I was like, eh, that's not really for me. And at that point, um, I was 28 and my husband and I thought we were ready to start a family. And so I came off of birth control and, you know, I didn't get my period back. And so I went to my doctor and she said, oh, you know, this is kind of out of my realm. And she sent me to um, a fertility specialist. And right away, the fertility specialist said, oh, when women lose their period, they don't get them back naturally. He said, when the loop from brain to reproductive organs is broken, that path won't come back. So he was telling me, yeah, right. (laughs) So he told me my only option was birth control to get a cycle and then fertility treatment to get pregnant. And it just never really sat right with me and my husband. Cause you know, like I knew women firsthand who had had um, fertility treatments and then got pregnant naturally. So I'm like, mm-hmm. how, you know, how does that happen? So we didn't, obviously we didn't follow through with that. And um, so this is, you know, here I am five years later, I had tried just letting my body, you know, do its thing naturally. We tried lots of herbs, you know, like Vitex and Dong Quai. We tried a lot of herbs. Yeah. Um, we tried to research a lot of things. Um, and then in 2018, I actually tried hormone replacement therapy. Um, but nothing, nothing was bringing a cycle back. If I wasn't on birth control, I could not get a period. And it wasn't until my friend actually recommended the book, No Period, Now What? I was like, oh, that's me. Like doctors had mentioned in the past, like, oh, maybe gain some weight, you know, but there were no guidelines. It was just maybe gain weight. Yeah. And when, and you know, I, I have like a science background. If someone, I want to know why, if someone's giving me a suggestion, like, okay, can you show me how it'll help? Can you tell me? And even the fertility specialist was like, oh, it couldn't hurt. (laughs) Right. That's that's it. I'm like, that's not enough. Really? Yeah. Yeah. this is your job. <laughs> but, um, so I really never got answers. And then I read the book, No Period, Now What? And I was like, wow, like, it's very clear guidelines of what to do. And a lot of it, when I was reading about HA on my own, it didn't feel like me. Like I was never someone who over-exercised, you know, I, I didn't like run or do a lot of cardio or any cardio. Um, and so like some of the typical criteria, it didn't even feel like me. So I was like, yeah, that's not me. There might be something else going on. And I had every test run and, you know, my hormones were in the tank. Um, but there was, there was no other like glaring issue. Uh And so when I read the book, it it was like more clear guidelines. Like HA doesn't just happen to like underweight runners. Like it really can happen to any woman. Um, and Yes, it started, it made me realize like, yeah, I'm very much like in control of how much I'm eating and when I'm eating and what foods I'm eating. And I am pretty restrictive. Like, even though I feel like I have a good balance, like if I'm weighing every gram of food I'm eating and I'm only allowing myself so many calories a day, uh, 
of course I had like, wow, it, it just struck me. I was like, wow, that is me. And I didn't realize that those factors could lead to HA. Yeah. And then, it, you know, it made sense. I was maintaining a lower body fat than what I should have been to, you know, to have a healthy, like functioning body. Um, so that's, that's what led me down that road was actually finding that book and realizing like, HA is, is way bigger than, and it applies to so many more women than just runners, you know, and it, I absolutely did fit those characteristics and I didn't realize it until I read the book. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what made me go all in. Um, and I started that journey. I actually called, um, Dr. Rinaldi, the author of the book. I made a call with her the first week that I decided to go all in. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think that was probably the best decision I could have done because hearing from, you know, a specialist, someone who knows what they're talking about saying like, this is the way to go. This is the route you should take. That was so helpful. Um, she was the first person I'd met and, you know, over five years, like I tried a lot of things, but I saw a lot of doctors, none of them could give me like clear guidelines. And she was able to do that. You know, she heard my story. She saw my blood work. She reviewed everything. And she said, you're not broken. She said, you will get your period back. And hearing those words, that's what like gave me confidence in yeah. the journey. Because yeah. yeah, like it's a hard thing. You know, it's, a, it's hard as a woman or probably as anybody to intentionally gain weight to, uh, you know, give up your structured routine, you know, your exercise or certain foods or food rules or ideas that we have to give all of that up and just like trust that it'll get you back to a healthy functioning body. It's a hard thing to do. So having her guidance was really helpful. Yeah. It's, it's an extremely hard thing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. especially when you're someone who's sort of prided yourself on your habits for a long time. And, and like you said, this is not something that happens just to people who have had, history of eating disorders or who are like chronic, like who are intense runners or intense athletes or anything like that. Like it can happen to anybody at any size, um, at any point in their life. It can be from just being like really stressed out. Um, it can be from, it can be from a week of rapid weight loss. It can be from over time. It can be anything. Um, and I think that's important to acknowledge. And I think too, um, it, it doesn't, it, I think there's so much, um, shame that we, that we put on ourselves around the topic of periods in general of either getting your period, there's shame when you're young and you first get it and you're like, like, you know, you don't want to talk about it or you're like, no one can know. And like, oh my God, like don't show anyone that I have a tampon or need a tampon or anything like that. And then there's also so much shame around not having it. And it's like, women just can't win. And I think there's also that energetic component there of being mentally disconnected from our femininity that I think comes into play as well. Um, and all of those things just sort of compounding on each other from being in anxiety rated situations from your work to feeling like you constantly have to be monitoring what you're eating and physically being physically active. And I think another thing I want to touch on, um, on that same topic of, of monitoring what you're eating is like the fact that we are in a place now where we are so aware of 
what our diet can do for us, both like what it can, like what it can do to benefit us and how it can also harm us if we're not having um, a, a, a proper diet, quote unquote, proper diet. Um, right. And so I think it's, it's important that we are advancing to this place of knowledge and um, we can control our health in that way. But I think it's also getting to the point where people can be so uber fixated on it that it, it becomes a negative relationship and um, that can be very much a slippery slope. And yeah. um, so there's so many, there's so many factors involved. It's really not just like this simple diagnosis of like, oh, I know like right. what your history is and like this makes sense that you're missing your period. And and like you said, I think I think a lot of women who can relate to this can also say that they've experienced some shaming from their own doctors or family members or anyone mm-hmm. who's like, you know, who doesn't truly understand how it can happen. They're like, you know, you gotta gain weight. Like it's kind of like, it's your fault. You know, like you're not, you're not, you know, you're too thin or like you're working out too much or like, it's always, Mm -hmm. there's emphasis on something that you're doing wrong. And yeah, I I think, I think you and I, and, and Nicola Rinaldi, the author of no period now, what we all want to kind of Mm -hmm. raise awareness around these topics and say like, look, if, if this is you, if you're not getting your periods, it is not your fault it is like a combination of the impacts of society and misinformation and, um, mm-hmm. you know, the subconscious programming that, that is again, not our fault, but the, the, the product of all of these things combined. And there is a solution and like, you are not at this alone. Like you are mm-hmm. not going to have to rely on, um, you know, pharmaceutical drugs or, um, hormone replacement and all those kinds of things. I mean, obviously every single person is unique and I can't guarantee that for everyone, but for the vast majority, like I don't want people to lose hope on this. Um, and I say this also yeah. for myself because I I'm still no, in the process so of right. HA, but, um, it yeah. is quite a journey. Yeah. No, you're so right. Like with the, with the pharmaceutical drugs, that's one thing, like I never felt comfortable doing it, but I again had doctors convincing me like, this is your only route. And it, it just never felt right. Yeah. But I tried it and I felt terrible. And, you know, anytime you're messing with your hormones, like you're going to feel the effects, you know, and man, that, that just did not work for me. And, um, I, I just, I wish, I almost wish I could just go back and have done this five years ago, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're right though. Like I, there's so much I, I mean, I want to unpack a lot of what you just said, like the societal pressure. Like, I think a lot of us just have good intentions at first, you know, like, oh, I just want to eat a little healthier, or I just want to like exercise a little more or more consistently. And over time, like those good habits that we've instilled can kind of become like obsessive. Yeah. And I think that's what happened, you know, with me and, and a lot of women that I talk to is like, oh, I just want to eat a little better. And then it becomes, well, I need to eat, you know, only, uh, you know, food that was grown on earth or from earth. And, and, um, we don't want things with chemicals and then, and it just becomes like more and more, you know, we go deeper and deeper and sometimes we just, we limit ourselves so much and like, oh, I want to start exercising more. And well, now I need to, I need to get 10,000 steps a day, or I can't sit on my couch or, you know, like everything just becomes, we just put so much pressure on ourselves. And, um, I think it's all, it all stems from good intentions, but 
Yeah, I can I can look back now and just see how things sort of like spiral for for us women yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we always have good intentions starting out. Like, I don't think anyone's like, I just really want to get so low in weight and so stressed out and so obsessive that I, you know, shut down my reproductive hormones. Like, I, that's no one's goal. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, but Nicola, she was just so helpful during this process when she said to me, you're not broken. You know, like we, we can restore our cycles. We can get them back. And you just, you really do have to trust this process and it's hard. Um, you know, like just, like you said, giving up our routines and everything that we think we know. It's interesting now having done it, having gained weight, you know, um, I took three months off of working out. Like I was rarely even taking walks, uh, during recovery. Mm. Um, and you know, I own gyms, I work in gyms, like I'm a personal trainer day to day and I'm, I'm with, I'm with clients and I'm talking to them about their routines and their habits and their nutrition. And a lot of them, they want to lose weight and it is my job to like give them the tools to do that, you know? Um, and so it was, it was hard during recovery to separate myself Um, from, you know, their journeys and their goals, you know, it has nothing to do with me. Like, so it was just interesting to like all day long, you know, be explaining nutrition and, and working out and, and not participating myself. That was a really interesting part of recovery. Yeah. Um, but you have to remember that like, what's healthy for someone else is not necessarily healthy for you right now. And recovery doesn't mean you're going to become lazy and you're going to like sit around forever and just gain weight forever. Like it's not that, you know, I think one of the biggest things I realized was that, um, I think, you know, you probably, maybe, I don't really, I'm not a doctor. You might be able to regain a cycle with, you know, still having exercise in your life. You know, I, I'm sure you can. Um, but for me, I think, you know, cutting exercise, eating a lot more food. I think that was necessary because it made me step back and realize how, like, how much of my mind was consumed with my day to day, you know, how much I could eat, what I could eat, um, or or what I shouldn't eat and, um, what time I needed to eat, what time I need to work out. I didn't realize how much of my mental space was being taken up Mm -hmm. by my routine. And yep. so I think stepping, stepping back was very important for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just so much. I feel like I could talk about this forever. I know. I, I completely agree. Um, I think that's, I think you touched on a few things there. One that, mm-hmm. that what is healthy for someone else right now is not necessarily what's going to be healthy for you. And again, not right now. And I think that's something too, that's kind of hit me is that health looks different at different stages and what is considered a healthy diet or a healthy routine is going to be different at those different levels of health. And while you can say, you know, if someone has no other ailments that they're currently dealing with or working through or healing from, then yes, having like maybe a completely, um, plant-based diet that is like free of all the, you know, things. And and just like as, Mm -hmm. as, as perfect as you envision it to be, like can be healthy for you if you have everything else in order, you know, and 
Um, but, but some people may need a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that in order to actually get to that level of health that they can then sustain. And like, you know, the way that you feel yourself for sustaining a certain level of health is not going to be what actually gets you to that level of health. Um, I think that's a concept that's not really spoken about a lot. And I think it's something that I think it's a, a relatively new concept too. So I'm not like blaming the industry or anything for not really talking about that. But um, I think that it's something that you experience as someone healing from some, from any sort of condition, um, especially one such as this, where so much of it can come from just, just giving yourself more. And after a period mm-hmm. of time of feeling like you need less, um, less of, you know, less fuel, but, but more exertion, um, when really it's the opposite. And, um, I can also relate to, to your story and feeling like, you know, you didn't even recognize that it was something that was over, uh, overburdening you and, and controlling you. And cause yeah. when you're in it, when you're in it, it's your norm and you don't really think about it. Um, right. or, or you, you do, you think about it all the time, but it's normal for you to think about it all the time. And, um, <laughs> it's hard to recognize that that is not in fact like normal or sustainable. Yeah. And so even yeah. if, even if we didn't have to do this to get our periods back, it's necessary to do it, to recognize that like, this is not living. Um, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that you, that you mentioned that part. Um, yeah. Cause I had a lot of people, you know, like I said, I, I work in gyms and I'm, I'm around, you know, health conscious people all day long. Um, and at first, a lot of my coworkers like, I mean, you could still work out, couldn't you? And I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't, I'm not going to, um, but I think that forced break is, was just so necessary because I never would have realized how consumed I was, you know, mm-hmm. with, you know, just making sure I got my workouts in, making sure my meals were prepared and they fit whatever criteria I had created, you know, mm-hmm. X amount of calories and protein. And it just made me realize, yeah, I was really overburdened and I would not have realized that had I continued those habits with just eating more, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have worked. It really wouldn't. Um, that step back was necessary. And so I, you know, I read in the group, in the Facebook group for no period. Now what a lot of the women are like, well, I'm still training or I'm still doing this. And and what do you think of only working out these days? And sometimes I just like, man, I want to like reach out to all of them and be like, don't you think that you could use a drink or like, I want to, you know, like just tell them how important it is to just give yourself that mental break. Mm. Um, and you yeah. can see like what you're, what you're missing or what you're filling your thoughts with all the time when there's just so much more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I get like on, on one level, it's like, part of me gets, gets it when those women are are like, you know, can I still keep some fitness in my routine or whatever? Like it helps, it helps de-stress me or, or one of those, you know, kinds of reasons. And I Mm -hmm. get that. Um, and like, yes, we have proof that like, yeah, exercise can help you, you know, calm your nervous system to a degree, but it can also really overstimulate your nervous system when you overdo it. There's, there's like, there's, always going to be those two polar opposites where, you know, it, it can be taken out of balance. Um, but I also think that, yeah, when you 
like it's it's one thing like you to to recognize that when you're constantly like well I need to keep this in my life to like mm-hmm. stay sane basically it's like okay what is that what is that telling you like there's something in your life yeah. that is keeping you from just being you know sane and calm without it so like let's talk about that let's talk about like your need right. like your, your your need to have exercise all the time in order to be happy wow. like what is what is keeping you right. from being happy and I think coming back to that like root cause of all of it, it mm-hmm. you know yeah so um yeah what what is exercise masking for you and yes. that's what you need to ask yourself yeah, yeah. and that, you know, if, if exercise didn't change the way you looked, would you still do it as much and as, as often? Yep. And if the answer is no, like that's really something you should think about. And I know for me, even walking, I took two months off of even taking my walks because initially, you know, I wanted to walk because I knew it was healthier. And then I had to get, you know, 10,000 steps in and I couldn't even sit down unless I had done that. And So during recovery, I realized that even my walking, which, you know, should be very relaxing and restorative, even that was like, well, if I don't go this distance, then, you know, I'm not doing enough. And so I was like, I got to cut it off because none of it was coming from a healthy place of of mind. It wasn't coming like, oh, walking is so nice. That's not what it was for me. Right. So two months in, I realized like, okay, I really just want to walk. You know, I live in Florida. I'm I'm by the beach. Like I want to go enjoy the beach. And I wasn't thinking, you know, I have to go for this long or this far. It just was like, I just want to walk. And so, yeah, that, so now I'm getting back to that where it just, it just feels good to move, but I don't feel a pressure to move. Mm -hmm. And that's a really nice place for me to be in right now. Yeah. I think that is, that's such a true marker of healing too. I mean, aside from getting Mm -hmm. your period back, it's those, those thoughts that you no longer have, or just your, yeah. I mean, your relationship with, with your food changes with, with moving changes. I think your relationships Mm -hmm. in general change. Um, this is, these are things that I've noticed about myself too. Like, and and it'll come at any stage in the healing process too. Like, it's not just like, once you get your period back, all these things change in your life, like they will happen at different, different phases for everyone. But things I've noticed too, in the process for me is yeah. And not having that approach to fitness, that it's something that I'm obligated to do all the time, that it's just something that, um, you know, occasionally when I feel the, the, the need for fresh air or something like that's the reason for wanting mm-hmm. to go for a walk or, um, just to, yeah, just to feel a little bit more grounded in that way. But then also when it comes to like food, it's not so much like, okay, like, when's my next meal going to be? And like counting down the the Mm. hours because you have to have three hours between each meal or like, you know, those ridiculous things that we hear or like, you notice like, you know, if if you're constantly thinking about food, you're not having enough of it basically. And there's like, once you are properly fueling yourself, once you're properly fueling Mm. yourself, you have so much more like mind space to think about other things that matter to you, to do those things that matter to you, to sit down and read a book and not feel like got to listen to an audio book so I can walk while I'm listening, you know, like, you like, yes. <laughs> and like just actually taking the time to like sit down and read a book oh. for hours and like it's okay oh and just these You're things so that we right. told ourselves that are absolutely yeah. ridiculous um oh. you just start to you start to feel yourself coming back and you read the other stories mm-hmm. that girls are going through and they're like you know 
people, you know, people tell me the life is back in my face and I'm funny again. Like I have a sense of humor. Mm. I'm more present and uh, it's just so heartwarming to read those things, but it's hard to know that a lot of the time that does come after like the really, really hard part of definitely facing, you know, a changing body and mm-hmm. questioning a lot of your identity that you, you know, I don't know about, I, I mean, you, you sort of mentioned that you've been, uh, you were in the bodybuilding space for a little while. I'm not mm-hmm. sure leading up to that point, what your relationship was with all this, but for me personally, I, for a long time, you know, I, I honestly, from the age that I was 10, I went on my first diet and I was never at a place where it was like insanely restrictive or I was never considered, you know, particularly underweight or anything, but it was enough that I had been very mindful of what I was putting in my body for a very long period of time. And that, that, you know, just continued to compound on itself. I think as I went through puberty, as I went through high school and college and you become self-aware and I was working in fashion and like just all the things. And then I was working in fitness. And like, so I just had it coming at me from all different angles that so much of my value, my self-worth was coming from my appearance and coming from Mm -hmm. how well I was able to maintain a certain diet or being the healthy one in the family and people, people commenting, Oh, like Meredith eats this way. Like she eats different blah, 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 or whatever. And telling myself, Mm -hmm. yep, that's who I am. And then having to kind of face these, these realizations that like, it's like an identity crisis. And that's a lot. That's a lot. You nailed it. Um, you know, when I was even, when I wrote, my own story, like on, on Instagram, I've been sharing all of this. Yeah. Which like I think is amazing by the way. Thank you. I, really it's selfish. It's just for me. You know, I'm, I'm glad that other women are like, um, I don't want to say benefiting, but they, they feel like they're not alone. You know, that's, yeah. I like that. Um, Absolutely. I get a lot of DMS about that, but identity crisis was one that really hit me about two months in because you're right. You know, like even my family was like, Oh, she's the healthy one. She's the trainer. She, you know, um, amongst my friends, you know, like, Oh, you're the small one. And I would get comments a lot like, Oh, you're tiny, you know, like you're this, you're that. And it's almost like that just sort of became who I was, you know, I wasn't necessarily seeking those things out, but they became who I was, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was the healthy one. I was the trainer. And even when I would go home to visit my family, like, I mean, God love them. My mom, my stepmom, like, oh, we bought you, you know, vegetables and almond milk. And we bought you this, we bought you that because I wouldn't eat what they were eating. And like, I, now that I'm away from that, you know, they're just trying to help me. They, they're being supportive. They're right. They're doing nothing wrong. But now that I'm away from that, like, man, I don't want to be a burden to my parents or to my family when I go home that they have to buy different groceries for me, you know, because I'm so far away from how they operate Mm. with their food. Like, I don't want to be that person. And, you know, I've got nieces and nephews and they all have good relationships with their bodies. They play sports. They have good relationships with food. And I don't want to be the cause of something, you know, like I don't want them to be like, Oh, aunt Allie doesn't eat that. And I don't want them to see that anymore. Um, But it did sort of become an identity crisis. Like you said, when I had, I was gaining weight and I wasn't 
working out anymore. And it almost was like, well, who am I then? You know? And it, in those moments, I get it. Like when you're in it, you're, you're really, you kind of feel lost. Like, is this worth it? You're like, who am I if I'm not the healthy one or the, the small one or whatever it is, whatever you identify as, I'm not the runner, you know, whatever it is. Um, I get it in those moments. It's tough, but being away from it, I can see like you're, you're the same person, you know, and your value isn't what you look like or how hard you work or how hard you work out or how much you can control your food intake or how healthy you eat. Like, that's not who you are, you know, like, right. Like your family doesn't love you for that. Your friends don't love that about you. Like they might respect you. They might not, but they don't love those things about you. And right. And it's, that's why I think like a support system through this is so important because at least once a week during like my recovery and I'm still in recovery, you know, I've only had one period, like I'm not there, but it's just so important to have someone because at least once a week I would have a total meltdown. And I think it was like identity crisis where I was just like, oh, what, what am I going to do? Who am I if I'm not this person? And, you know, my husband was there for me a lot and he's just like, Allie, you're still all the knowledge you have, that's why your clients come to you. You still have that knowledge, you know, like, and now you have you're not, more. Yeah. Now you have a better perspective and you have empathy and, and you have a better understanding and that you still have the knowledge. You still have everything about you that makes you, you, it's still there. Um, and just because, you know, I'm not working out for a couple months, like that's okay. Like it, it, You can do it again. It's not this forever thing. You're not, not working out ever again and you're not constantly getting like you're not going to gain weight forever this is just a temporary thing and I don't know I just that identity crisis thing really did hit me hard um but like there's there's so many positives in recovery like I honestly think the one hard thing is just gaining weight and that is hard I don't want to um belittle that because it is really hard to just intentionally put some fat on, you know, yeah. it's, it's a tough thing, but that's the one negative. I feel like there's so many positives that we should focus on in recovery. Um, I mean, I would love to hear about yours, uh, but God, I've got, a, I've got a list, you know, <laughs> like it's, it was probably the best thing I've ever done for myself, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, and the positives for me, I think are still rolling in, but like, mm-hmm. I I think what was also hard for me is that I never had really strong symptoms of like, like some people experience a lot of hair loss or um, super dry skin or um, like really low energy and those kinds of things. And I never experienced anything drastic, but I have noticed that my skin is that much clearer. My hair is that much stronger and shinier and longer. And, Mm. um, you know, my sleep is that much deeper. And, and I do definitely notice that my, um, my relationships are stronger and deeper and I go, I'm able to go more in depth with people and be more present with people. And, um, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not distracted when I'm at a dinner with someone and thinking like, am I going to eat this whole plate or am I going to like have some Mm -hmm. of that bread or not? You know, like I'm really there and like, it's not about the food. And, um, I think so honestly, I was traveling a lot in Europe this past summer and that I think was sort of where I, 
I unintentionally, like I wasn't fully tuned into like the no period now what and, and going all in and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. But my mind was definitely not in the um, sort of constantly consumed in um, you know diet and fitness as I had been when I was living in New York previously to traveling. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helped to kind of start the process for me of just like realizing like what real freedom feels like. And it's really a mental freedom more than anything else. And um, when I started traveling, what I was craving was like the physical freedom of like being able to move around and travel and see all these places and amazing things. And that was incredible. But what I really wanted was the mental freedom and that I, I didn't even know that I was missing. And that sort of, that, that followed me through Europe and, and it came with me when I came back to the States. And, um, but it was also when I came back that, you know, a lot of my clothes didn't fit the same way. And, um, it was becoming really real. What I, I think what my body needed and what I was facing and, and I, and it was, it was hard. It was really hard to, um, to notice what was happening and to allow it to continue to happen. Um, mm. and it's, I think it's never going to be, uh, something that it's like, that will ever be, um, I'm not, I don't think it ever is going to become easy. I don't think that's the Mm -hmm. word, but I think it just becomes something that's not, um, so all consuming after a certain point, I think you start to just, um, realize, like you said, that your value is so much more than your appearance or your weight or your gene size or any of those things. And, um, when you start to, uh, yeah, have those stronger relationships and feel more present and, um, you have, you're more passionate about, about things and you start to realize like what you value, um, outside of just, you know, a healthy living routine and like, what good is a healthy living routine when you don't have a life to live, you know? And yeah, uh, it's just, it's just a whole different like level of being awake, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, you said it perfectly. You yeah. don't even realize what you're missing until yeah. you finally have, you know, you feel these things and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I haven't felt like this in years, you know, just alive. Like that's, that's how I always say, I feel alive. Yeah. I can laugh really easily now and a lot. And I just have more fun. I have, like you said, I have better conversations. I think I'm a better friend. I'm a better wife. I'm just so much more present, mm-hmm. you know, because my yeah, my thoughts aren't consumed with uh, food, movement. It, it's just like I'm here. And, and any relationship that, you know, any friendship, I just feel like I'm here for it now. And I didn't realize that I wasn't. Yeah. And that's one of the best things is just like when you feel your personality coming back and you're like, dang, I didn't even realize how muted I had become. Yeah. I muted is such a good word. Yeah, I just didn't know. Like, I have more fun at work, even my coworkers. Like, and they didn't change. It's just I am enjoying them more. I'm happier now, you know. And I like. It's funny. Some of the women in the group will say, like, "Wow, I don't hate everybody." Like, I just didn't realize like how irritable I was. Yeah, (laughs) I don't. Yeah, and it's just like I don't. I never. I always think I'm kind of like a happy person. You know, I'm not like irritated easily or annoyed easily, but. I can see now that things that did used to like irritate me here and there, just, they don't even exist anymore. You know, you're just, you're just happier in general. I don't know what it is, but that was one of the biggest changes I noticed. It's just, I laugh so much more easily and just more often. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I will say like through recovery, like right away, 
my sleep got much better. I know you said you didn't have tons of um, like, like really glaring symptoms, but I did. And it's funny that I didn't even, honestly, they had become my normal, you know, it's just so crazy to think about. Like I couldn't sleep for five years and, oh man, I didn't even think that the two were connected though. You know, I've never thought that like, it's all because for me, it was under fueling. Like we said, HA can come from multitude of things. Right. But for me, it was definitely just under fueling for too long, you know, and I was at too low of a body fat for too long. And for me, you know, and, um, but I never realized that my sleep was tied to that. Like how it's, I could look at someone else and figure it out in two seconds, you know, but you can't, you can't see it in yourself. And, um, I couldn't sleep at all. I mean, I would even take, oh man, every herb I could find, every vitamin I could find, like I would take it all. I would take sleep aids and I still was suffering with like the wired and tired. Like I'd be up all night, my mind just running. Um, but then I'd feel really tired all day. Yeah. Um, that improved like within a week. I was sleeping through the night up to like 10 hours a night, which was crazy. Yes. Um, I've been sleeping so much too. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, now I'm like more normal. I'm not getting like 10 hours. Now I'm like, you know, seven, eight hours of just really solid sleep. Yeah. And that feels good. Um, but you know, my hair had started falling out last year and that was when I really was like, I have to do something. But I had all these other symptoms that I didn't even pay attention to, you know, my sleep, I had no hunger cues. I like, I could eat, you know, very low calories and not even feel hungry, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. You know, that's a big, that's a big red flag. Um, my, yeah, my hair was really dry. My skin was dry all the time, super dry that it would get itchy and all of these things. I, never put them all together. Mm. You know, it's just so silly. Like now someone could tell me they were having these symptoms and I would know right away, like, okay, here's what we need to do. Um, but with me, I just never pieced them all together. Yeah. Um, but once I, yeah, once the hair started falling, that's when I was like, oh man, I got to do something. Mm. Um, and yeah, that, that was probably, I hate to say that, but like, that was sort of the driving factor for me. Like, Cause I really avoided this process. Like I, I knew about it, but I didn't want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to gain weight. I didn't want to do it. And I kind of felt like I was forced in at that point. Cause like, you know, I'm not, hair's not coming back. <laughs> like it's, it's still falling. It's not getting better. So I was kind of forced into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad I did, but yeah, all these things just get better, you know, like, yeah. oh man, I'm sleeping like a baby. Uh, I feel more present in all of my relationships. I actually have hunger cues, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Um, you know, like, uh, my libido is back. Like that was gone forever too. And yes. you know, I'm married. Like that's, oh, that's man. a big, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a sign of life, like literally. And mine was gone and yeah. I couldn't even remember it. Like, I was like, uh, that's just not me. You know, like I'm just, uh, but now that it's back, it's like, oh yeah, this is what it feels like. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge, so huge one. And one that for mm-hmm. me that I think that was when I kind of had forgotten about that as a symptom, but I think that is yeah. one that, because for me, my, my, my journey with this has been a little bit different. I actually like, mm-hmm. I had one natural period when I was 13 and then I 
didn't get Mm -hmm. it after that. And they put me on the pill like two months later. So I'd been on the pill for like 10 years and it could be that I've had AJ since I was 13 and I didn't really know, Mm -hmm. but I've been, I've been consciously off the pill for uh, almost two years now and I haven't had it back since then. So I, I can officially say I've had AJ for about that long, but it could have been, you know, 13 years in the making and which case, you know, it, it could be a much longer period of time for me to get it back because my body kind of like has to re-go through puberty again, like on top of this calming of everything else and, you know, re-nourishing and all that. Mm So I'm honoring that time um, and trying not to rush it or rush the process or um, get ahead of myself. And um, whereas some, some people, you know, it takes a matter of two months or one month or whatever to get it back. Everyone's different. But for me, um, because I've been dealing with, you know, this, the absence of it for so long. And also even when you're on the pill, the pill messes with you. And I think that's something that people also don't know is that when you're on the pill, like it actually can change your, like your, your sense of smell, your pheromones that you pick up on, on other people, on, on men, it changes your taste in men, which is mind blowing, mind blowing. (laughs) Yes. When I heard that, I was, oh, like it still makes my jaw drop. I remember yeah. reading that and being like, what? Like, <laughs> it really does change everything. But it, I can see it now coming off of it. Um, you know, I still love my husband. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I can see how much it, I can see how much it changes you because I was, you know, like I said, I had to go on the pill to, to get periods as well. And we now know like those aren't periods, you know, those are, scheduled bleeds. Those are not actual periods. Those are not your hormones creating anything. Um, but it really did make me a little more irritable. Mm -hmm. And I think I hate to throw around the word depressed. Um, but I really felt like it, like there, I just had a lot of lows, you know, like really Mm -hmm. low moods. And again, like that's, I know that's not me, but that's who I was becoming. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, yeah, the pill is scary. That's a whole other topic. Like, yeah, it's it's seriously oh. a whole other topic. And 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 I yeah. hope that I hope that people who I hope people are listening to this who aren't just um, those who are experiencing AJ, but those who are yeah. um, maybe considering going off birth control or, or or even considering going on it, and maybe think about reasons potentially not to. I'm not trying to, yeah. you know, make anyone's decision for them or say they shouldn't shouldn't do anything. It's it's totally up to them. And but please do the research and understand the side effects of it and um, alternatives yeah. that you can, that you can do because it really, it really, it really messes with you. And, um, I think mm-hmm. even if you're someone who's on the pill and you have no problems, like for me, I, my first pill that I was on did make me depressed and I switched that very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I went on a different one that I was on for about 10 years and it was like heaven. Like I had no problems. It was timely. Like it was great. And getting off that was, yeah. a, it was, it was a hard choice for me because, um, about four months, four or five months after going off it, I started getting acne and, um, like more mood swings and things. And, um, Mm -hmm. I knew that it was kind of a a detoxing process that was, that I was going through, but I could, I, there were so many times where I was like, I should just retake it again. Like, screw this. Like, I'll just go back on. Cause it was was so great. And I just had to keep remembering my why and not, and then, you know, the acne thing cleared and everything had been pretty smooth sailing for a while. It just like, wasn't, it just wasn't there. And, um, anyway, and that, and then I went on my travels and, and kind of kickstarted the, the deeper process of deeper healing, but, um, yeah, that's yeah. great. No, I, I like that you brought that up because I want to say there were times, you know, 
I had not had a natural period in 10 years. Um, I went from an IUD. And then when I took that out, then my period never came back. And then just different forms of birth control after that, just, you know, trying to get a, a cycle. And before I decided to go all in, I was really close to going back on birth control because there were times that I was on a pill and I felt fine, you know? Um, and the birth control pill is what would have allowed me to have that period, you know, quote unquote period, and still keep up that lifestyle of my gym routine and my weight control. And I do want to say, I'm glad you brought that up because that had I done that and I did for a, a few years, you know, but had I done that instead of going all in, none of these things would have been healed. You know, certainly my reproductive system would not have been repaired, but my mind, like, honestly, that is the biggest thing. I could jump back on the pill lose this weight, have periods, whatever. But my mind would still be so warped and so twisted and so consumed with, you know, my weight control, my exercise, my food, those rigid routines. And so I, I'm just glad, you know, we're, you know, you and I were taking the harder route, but I think in the long term, it's better because you really get to heal everything. Yes. You know, the pill, it just, yeah. The pill exactly. would just mask these things that we don't want to face. Mm-hmm. Totally, it's it was masking the issue, and I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of I think there's a lot of um, false justification around taking it too. That um, you know, it's better to have a period than to not have one, and it's it's not better to have a synthetic period than to not have a period. Like neither right. are great, but you're a much better off trying to actually get your real period back than to have synthetic ones for life. And then, you know, whether or not you or you're intending to have children or not, like it's important to actually have your cycle, not just, um, you know, not just to, to, you know, rebalance your hormones, but because everything that comes with that too, like there's books out there Mm -hmm. like woman code. And, um, I I think she came out with another one, um, Alyssa Vitti. Um, but, all about how, when you tap into your, uh, the power of your cycle, like, man, you can be a badass babe. Like you can mm-hmm. like, like men have, the, men have these stagnant hormones all throughout the month. Like, you know, they only get maybe mm-hmm. spikes in testosterone when they're like ready to get going, but otherwise like they're otherwise pretty flatlined and, and women, mm-hmm. we, we do cycle. And I think we get down on ourselves when we're sort of in the parts of our, you know, hormone cycles where we're a little bit moodier, we're a little bit slower, we're a little bit more sluggish. And we're like, Oh, like what is wrong with us? But when you embrace that and know that like that's the period of time where you should be slowing down and like you should be mm-hmm. giving yourself rest and lots of love and self-care and things like that. And then and then when you're in that part of your cycle where you are like on your shit, like you can fly yeah. and like, you know, and and embracing that those like that's a beautiful thing that those cycles come and go. And it's like nature. They're like seasons. Yeah. And I think it's such a cool thing um, that I'm so looking forward to really getting in tune with with myself that you just is not the same yeah. when you're on a period, like when you're on the birth control periods, it is it is you're more or less you're kind of like a dude. Like it's kind of flatline for the most yeah, part. Yeah, no, you're you're totally you know? right. I do um, remember hearing about that, like how you know, certain phases of your cycle, like your libido is higher, your strength in the gym is higher, you have energy, like, you should train like this on those days. And yeah. And I remember hearing that. And this was before I had my period. And I was just like, Oh, that'd be so cool. Like, What's that like? Yeah. (laughs) But now that I'm Yeah. And then once you actually start to feel those changes, 
like you have those highs, you know, like where I don't know if it's around like times of ovulation, but there are days where I'm just like, you know, like my libido is high, my energy is high. And it's just like, is this what I, like, is this what they were talking about? Like, this is great. Like yeah. you just have energy for days. You're in a good mood. Like, yeah. And I never experienced anything like that. Like when I was on the pill or even when I was off and I just, you know, I knew my hormones were still tanked. I did not have any of those like highs at all. Yep. It was always just kind of like flatlined. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, you, you, you learned so much about yourself um, you, in this yeah. process and about, you know, especially if you're someone, you know, like the two of us who have been so sort of disconnected from this part of ourselves for so long, it's like mm-hmm. really just stepping into yourself and it's like a rebirth mm-hmm. in a way, which is kind of ironic, but um, <laughs> it, it, it really is. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's true. I like, yeah, I love that you said that, but it is like, I feel like I'm like getting to know myself again and I, I like it, you know, like I like who I am right now. I feel yeah. just like a, like a happier person. And it's just like, I say to my husband, you know, like truly for me to go all in and to get a period back, it was less than 14 weeks. I was saying to my husband, I'm like, I wish I would have done this years ago. Like, cause I just feel better now, not even for the period. Like I just am a happier person. And I didn't even know that this would come of it. I had no idea that this was one of the side effects, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and one thing, you know, we keep saying like the, the most negative, right. Or the only negative in this is gaining weight and seeing your body change. And now that I kind of think I'm, I'm through it, I'm like, wow, this is the worst thing that could happen to me. Like, this is not that big a deal. Um, right. It is, you know, it is when you're in it, it's definitely hard. Like, I've, I mean, I broke down in tears a lot over it, um, you know, seeing my body a certain way for years and now seeing it in a way that, like, I'm not in control of anymore and a body that I'm not used to anymore. Doesn't mean it's bad. It's just something, it's just so different for me. But, if that's the only negative and that's the worst thing, like that was my biggest fear, you know, gaining weight. And now I'm like, well, all right, nobody died. Like I'm okay. No one else cares. You know, my, right. my world didn't fall apart. Yeah. Truly no one else cares. That's nobody one cares. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. No one cares if you lost 10 pounds or gained 10 pounds. Like nobody cares ever. Yep. Um, we care, you know, but no one else is caring. But yeah, if that's like the biggest fear, Honestly, that's what held me back for a long time. And yeah. now that I did it, I'm like, well, shoot, wish I would have done that sooner. <laughs> like this, as much of it, it felt like a big deal when I was doing it. Now that I've done it and like I'm here, ugh, it really wasn't that big a deal. You know, yeah. it's almost laughable. But again, when you're in it, it just feels like your world is over, you know, Absolutely. and you're just like, man, is this, is this worth it like am I if I'm miserable is this worth it and at the end of the day like you might be you might be miserable like in the moment because you know your jeans don't fit anymore and you have to buy new clothes maybe the new clothes don't fit again and that's happened to me um Mm -hmm. that feels really really hard but it is worth it because you come out on you know you buy bigger clothes but you're a happier person like you're not going to be miserable I I don't think anyone's like recovering their cycles, feeling alive again and feeling present and feeling just happier. Like you're not miserable, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyone who's come through this process. Right. Anyone who's come through this process and like has truly healed is like not going to Mm -hmm. look at that as like a a negative anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But I do get it when you're in it. It's hard. Yes. Yeah. 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 But you do, you got to remember your why. Like Mm -hmm. I, you know, my, I would talk to my husband a lot. He was so supportive and I would just be like, Oh my gosh, is this worth it? And he was like, no, like what's your alternative? You just quit. You just go back. I'm like, no, like, of course I can. I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to go back, but that's all I needed for him to be like, what's the alternative? Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, yeah. there isn't one. There isn't. I don't want to go back to that calorie counting, uh, step counting, obsessive life, you know, like, no, there is no alternative. Just keep, you just keep going forward. And honestly, like I was three months in and I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm just like ready to give it up, throw in the towel. And then, you know, a week and a half later, there was my period. So that's so awesome. So yeah. Did you have any, did you have any like hints that it was coming? Yeah. And I was almost afraid to like feel them, um, because I didn't want to like jinx it or anything. Um, yeah, we were 13 weeks in and I had like just a week where I was just so sad and I was just really doubting it. And, um, I remember telling one of my girlfriends, like, I almost like, I don't want to jinx myself, but I kind of feel like my boobs are hurting a little bit. (laughs) Like, and honestly, through like for three months, Meredith, I'm not kidding. I would like touch my boobs. I'm like, nothing. Like there's nothing, (laughs) like no pain doesn't hurt at all. Like, you know, it was almost like, am I imagining this? Yeah. Um, and honestly, like I speak about my libido, but it was non-existent for years. And it started to like come back a little bit. And then that same week that my boobs were hurting, like it was back like full force where I was like, what, (laughs) What? Mm -hmm. who is this? It it was just something I hadn't experienced in so long. And those were my two big signs. And then it went away. Like that lasted like three days and then it went away. And I was just like, oh man, like I knew it. Like I imagined it. And then on January first, crazy New Year's Day. So I woke awesome. up and my period yeah. was that. Yeah, the timing was so cool. Oh. Like it was great. But you know, those those were my only signs. Like my honestly, my boobs started to hurt a little bit and my libido was sky high. And then when it went away, I was so disappointed. Man. Um, but I'm just so glad I didn't quit. You know, every single day that it really sucked and it was really hard, I still made sure I ate the, you know, the minimum calories in recovery, which is mm-hmm. 2,500 for women. Um, and I made sure, like, I just, you know, gave myself that rest and like, which was hard, but I did that every day. I'm just so glad that every day I showed up, even though I most days like did not want to, or I, you know, I, I really did just trust, I think speaking to Dr. Rinaldi right away when she was like, you'll get it back. Just was like, all right, I just have to stick to it. Yeah. 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 You'll get there. You'll get there. I I'm I'm so confident that I will and I know that yeah. it's just a matter of time. Um but it, it definitely helps, you, you know, speaking with with those who've gone through it and and like you said mm-hmm. having a support system and again that was also mm-hmm. something that um I uh, for whatever reason I was also kind of resisting being being really honest with um, one with myself, but also with my family around the topic and, um, which, which is 
crazy, especially my mom even had, you know, similar issues when she was um, my age. And of course, back then she was, she was trying to have her first kid at my age, which I'm like not trying to do, (laughs) but, but just knowing that she went through the same thing. And yet for whatever reason, I felt ashamed to talk to her about this and, Mm -hmm. um, and, or my sister, but really kind of opening up to them about it over, over, um, the new year's and the Christmas holiday, like was such a weight off my shoulders. And so if anyone is else, you know, listening and going through something like this, like find your support, like you can find it in, you know, the no period, now what Facebook group, but you can find it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there are people sharing it like yourself on Instagram, which is amazing, but having someone that is like there for you in person that you're, that's, you know, going to love you no matter what, that isn't going to care, you know, give a rat's ass, like how much you weigh or or how much, you know, what you look like or whether you work out or not, like find someone, find, you know, people are like, Oh, find a gym buddy. Like find someone who's like, not going to go to the gym with you. Like find someone someone to watch Netflix with and just like eat popcorn and like that kind of thing. And, um, you know, that really just makes such a difference. Um, yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I, you know, even the people that I thought would not be supportive, um, like I knew my friends and family, my husband, I knew they were all going to be supportive. That was a no brainer, but you know, my coworkers, like these, these are gym going, you know, like they're packing their meals and Tupperware and they're drinking gallons of water a day. Like I really thought when I was like, Hey, I'm just going to gain some weight and not work out. I thought they would all be like, is she doing like you know I thought they would like whisper about me yeah they're probably my biggest supporters honestly and I feel bad you know that I I doubted them I really did but I feel like we don't we don't give people enough credit you know like people want to see you succeed they want to see you happy they want to see you healthy um and you know a lot of them were just they had questions about it they weren't sure and I would I would answer their questions but they're so supportive like if I was working, they'd be like, Allie, you got snacks? Like, you know, it just became a joke. And they're like, are you eating? And, you know, it, if I was training a client, they'd be like, all right, don't lift too much. Like, don't do too much. And, and it was fine. And they were so supportive. And I, I wish I would have given them more credit, you know, but they've been great. But, you know, people really are supportive in this, you know, and yeah. all you need is one person. I think you just need one person. And if you don't have someone in person, find someone online, you know, like the Facebook group, uh, anybody, you know, it's the amount of women that are going through this is crazy. It is like, I'm sure you get messages. Yep. Uh, it's so common and we all want to think like, Oh, mine's something else. (laughs) That's not me. Mine is due to something else. Like it's, it's probably HA. It's probably, you know, we're stressing ourselves out and trying to like, fit this uh, ideal of what we think we should look like and yeah and how much and I we think- should do I think yeah. it's all too like whether whether you're someone who has HA or not like let this be a lesson to everyone that like mm-hmm. chill out like, you know, like, yeah. Get, yeah. like Lots you know, Netflix. just in general, just like do less, yeah. like, you know, less is more really. Um, yeah. and yeah. yeah. And, and don't uh, just don't try to like shrink yourself and emotionally mm-hmm. or physically and just be fully you. And uh, that's what people want. You know, that's what, yeah, you're right. That's what the universe wants from you. That's what other people want of you. They don't want less of you. They mm-hmm. want more of you. And um, yeah. like let that just kind of really sink in. Um, 
So thank you so much for, for sharing your, your experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I look forward to hearing how you continue to recover. Um, how do you, how do you feel going into like, you know, getting your, your second recovery period and like, how are, how have things changed for you if at all, um, in terms of moving Uh, forward? Yeah. Well, thank you. First of all. And, and I do want to say like, just the way you're speaking about your own journey and how you feel like mentally free. I think that's why I said, like, I know you'll get there because I think that's the important thing is when your mind is free and at peace and you, you're like, I know it'll happen. You know, whenever it happens, it'll happen. I think that's really important. And that's, so I think you'll, you'll definitely get there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, going forward. I mean, same, like I'm, you know, I'm moving more, I'm still eating the minimum, if not more. Um, and I'm not worried about it, but you know, I'm moving more because I feel like I genuinely want to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to period two. Like, I think I'm going to be just as excited every time. I'll probably always be really excited when I get a period, you know, yeah. which is funny. Like for so long, we like prevent them. Like, oh gosh, yep. I don't, I don't want it. But now I'm like, bring it on. Like, I'm, you know, I'll be very happy just because it gives you that peace of mind that like, you're fine. You know, you're healthy. And yes, it's, it's one of our biggest indicators that we're healthy. So I'm always going to look forward to that. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm still going to follow protocol and not do anything. I'm not going to change anything, you know, until I do have those three regular cycles, you know, yeah. cause I don't want to, I don't want to like backpedal in this journey. No. Um, yeah, it's, man, if gaining weight is like, if that's what's holding anyone back, you just do it. Like you're going to feel so much better. No one else cares. No, yeah. nobody cares. Like get new clothes. You know, yeah. I had, I, I, I think got of a it lot too. of new clothes. Like it's okay. And it, it can be kind of fun getting new clothes too. But I think of it too, as like, no one, no one would judge anyone in a wheelchair. Like this is just part right. of your healing. Like, yeah, it, you know, like it, it's That's no it. different. Yeah. It's no different. It's just, it's part yeah. of the process. It's, it's, it's a, you know, a temporary thing. It may or may not be, you know, like yeah. your body will get to a point that it needs to be at like a healthy body is not going yeah. to be obese. A healthy body is not going to be underweight. Like a healthy body will be at a healthy level. And you're so right. Like that's like, that's how it's going to be. And, but yeah, mm-hmm. like in the process of, of recovery and, you know, however quickly you put it on or whatever, like no, you know, mm-hmm. that's just, that's just part of the healing process. And it, like yeah. I said, like no one judges someone who's like in a cast or in a wheelchair or who loses their hair because they're going through chemo, like not to mm-hmm. equate the two, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be physical changes yeah. that people go there's through it, no matter, yeah. no matter the healing process that they're, that they're experiencing. And it's, it's yeah. no different. So honoring right. that, respecting and, that. Yeah. Yeah. And man, if that's why I just could kick myself for not doing this sooner because my biggest fear was gaining weight. Now that I did, I'm like, eh, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> right. You know, um, it's fine. Like, and truly no one cares. That's yeah. the thing. No one else cares except us. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that truly like having your mind clear and, and free, I think is one of the most important things in dealing. Had my mind not been clear and I was still like counting calories and and steps and getting my workouts in and only eating certain foods. Like, I don't think it would have happened. You know, that break was necessary. Yeah. So just working on your mindset and just accepting this journey, just 
this is just part of it. Waking is, it's just part of it, you know, but there's so many other parts of it. You're just free. You're happy. You're not stressed out. You're like, you just like, you know, you'll feel alive again and that's so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to end on that note because it's a beautiful, beautiful takeaway. Um, thank so you. Thank you so much for coming on again. Um, and I, I definitely will keep following along with your journey and, um, yeah, I think this is just going to connect with, with so many people and, and bring to light a topic that is hard to talk about for some people. Um, but hopefully makes it less hard the more that, you know, we put, we put words to it. So thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Of course. so much for listening. If you found any part of this conversation helpful, please share this episode with anyone else that you think would benefit from listening. Um, Give it five stars, give us a review, uh, share it on your social channels. Any of that stuff would be hugely appreciated. Um, And yeah, stay tuned for more on this topic. Um, Like I said, I I plan to share more about my own personal journey with it um, and exactly, you know, what I've been doing to help get my period back. um, And what it's sort of been like uh, since I've gotten it back. Um, and I also have more conversations to share with others who have been going through the same thing. Um, because I think the more that we can talk about it and share our stories and experiences, the less alone we feel and the more confidence we get around our own journeys. And I think that uh, it does so much for us, even, even when we know what to do, having the community to surround us and support us through it is such an integral part of the healing process, whatever you're going through. So grateful to you guys for listening and supporting me on my whole journey. And I'm always there to support you on yours. So please reach out to me anytime you have connection, you have questions or just want to connect. I'm always here. Um, Thanks again for listening. And I'll talk to you guys on the next episode.